This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass in Fairfield, Connecticut. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at www.compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page, You can check out past shows and subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with topics for future shows, questions about today's show, or to set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting. During my career, one of the most frequent things people have brought up to me is taxes. How much are they going to pay now? Pay more or less after they retire? Are they taking advantage of the tax breaks they're rightfully qualified for. Uh, is there anything we can figure out that, you know, no one else knows? Now, these are great questions, except the last one. And I'm usually able to answer them in a way that eases their anxiety and makes them feel more confident about their financial strategy. Uh, on today's show, we're going to discuss some of the things you may be able to do this year to help devise a tax strategy that you feel better about. But before we dive headfirst into the wonderful world of taxes, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who can make even a chat about one of the two inevitabilities in life enjoyable. Tony, how are you doing? The wonderful world of taxes. I'm just laughing about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't I used to watch that with my parents every, was it, yeah, it was Sunday na- night? National Omaha, right? National of Omaha. Uh, the wonderful world of Disney, I'm thinking of. Oh. Every Saturday, Omaha. Uh, they had well, uh, no, they had Wild Kingdom. Wild Kingdom. Yeah, that had nothing. No, Disney to do with had the, the world, wonderful the world. world of Disney every yes. Sunday night with a Disney movie. I think. Oh yes, it was Saturday or Sunday night. I can't remember. I'm mixing but. up my childhood TV yes. shows. But the wonderful world of taxes. The, that's a phrase I never thought I would hear. So most people will never hear that unless they're hit listening to today's shows. My guess. Yes, I, I'm guessing, but still quite the compliment if you think I can make taxes enjoyable, but. Uh, I do like where your head is at for this show, Matt. I mean, no matter if somebody out there is already retired or they're in the middle of their career, obviously taxes are important and we're, we're in tax season now. It's officially begun. And like you said uh, a minute ago, no matter how good you are with your finances, filling out those IRS forms, sending them in, staying on top of all the changes that can be nerve wracking and, um, it's crazy. So Uh, You know, I think a lot of people are afraid that if they just make one innocent mistake on a form, it could lead to an angry IRS agent knocking on the front door, you know, I'm like, no, no, who can it be? Shut off the lights, shut off the lights and hide. Maybe they'll go away. Um, But yeah, exactly. Who can it be knocking at my door? Uh, Isn't that men at work that you just quoted? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Every now and then I like to give props to Australian pop 
yeah, talent. Hey, talented guy. So, Serious. um, at any rate, taxes. So, what do you what do you got for us? Well, let's say this: you did say, you know, that angry IRS agent. I've known quite a few IRS agents, and just like any group of people, they're not all angry. They're not bad. a couple. A couple might be. Yeah, sure. But I, you know, the majority are really decent human beings. Let's just start there. They may not, you know, they may they have a job, job at a place do, not everyone loves, but. Uh, and you know, the kind of tax form issues that lead an IRS agent to your door, those are pretty few and far between. They're much more likely when someone asks that last question, like, Hey, what's something we can do to get away with this? Well, number one, you're going to have to go talk to taxes with somebody else, talk to taxes with somebody else. I don't answer that question. Right. But, um, never don't try and get away with anything. So let's, we're going to, let's start there. Um, taxes. They are, if you like roads, taxes help pay for those kind of things, right? And I get it. The tax codes, they're ever-changing. They're incredibly complicated. They could be so much easier. That's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about living in the world we live in. Forbes had an article, uh, want to make a 2022 financial resolution, question mark. Don't overlook these tax tips. I think it's a great framework for this show today. Uh, first tip, begin preparing early. I get it, you know. Preparing your taxes is kind of like getting out of bed on the coldest winter morning and going for a run in your shorts. But you have to do what you have to do. Uh, as the article makes clear, 2021, it's, there's several new tax implications that might impact your 2022 tax uh, situation. We got the additional child tax credit, stimulus payments, pandemic unemployment assistance, uh, PPP forgiveness still. It's potentially a ton of paperwork and you absolutely do not want to be waiting through it the night before your taxes are due. Definitely not. I mean, you don't want to wait until the last minute. That would be a mistake. I mean, that would be like waiting to do your war and peace book report until the night before <laughs> to start reading. Right. I mean, you gotta, yeah. I mean, you can't, you just can't, can't be done. Right. Uh, but while blowing your book report, that's just going to give you an F messing up your taxes could take a nasty bite out of your bank account. This is true. Um, security, this is another significant thing you should be keenly aware of when it comes to taxes in 2022. Uh, number one, I think you've heard in the past couple of years, people are filing tax returns on other people's social security numbers, getting their, getting money what? back, and then you go to file your tax, it's already in. So oh, that's not good. Let's start being more secure when this happens. First step, uh, keep your tax information safe is not, don't send forms and documents through email. Uh, really good hackers, sometimes even, you know, not that great of hackers may be able to gain access to your email. And if they see tax documents in your inbox, they know they now have your social security number and other personal information. So uh, be careful about that. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. And that's uh, that's something you really do have to watch out for. We've talked about those kinds of things on previous shows, but you mm -hmm. don't want to messing with your taxes or getting a hold of your social security number. So what is the best way then to get these tax forms to your accountant or your financial services professional? Well, uh, download the forms you need from your financial institution, uh, then upload them to your tax professional secure online portal. Uh, we've talked about the one we have the generational vault. Uh, if your preparer doesn't have a secure portal, and you don't, you're not able to bring things to them uh, in person, it may be time to consider finding a new one. Yeah, I would say so. And 
you know, you mentioned that. I mean, managing your documents online, and for some of the uh, us older folk out there, uh, maybe you don't feel like you're very computer or t- techno savvy, but uh, everything's online nowadays, and it means you have a lot less paperwork to keep track of if you're doing it all online, which is where all taxes and things like this are being done these days. It is mostly. And so let's consider a couple things. Like when we talk about keeping your state in line so that there aren't, you don't have all these increased lawyer fees, like at the end of your right. life, how about keeping some of your bookkeeping and taxes in line so you have a lower tax bill every year? You know, if, it depends on uh, what you're bringing in. But, you know, this. how about this? Be smart. Let's start here with this discussion before I go too far. Be smart about what you throw away. It's so common for people to accidentally toss out a document by mistake, but that and that can make the filing process more difficult for you and your tax professional. Now, a good rule of thumb, simply keep a folder handy and place any document you think may be important into it. We provide all our clients with a tax organization folder so they have a list of all the things they need to keep, all the receipts they need to keep so they can keep that organized throughout the year. Everything goes right in there. Um, always err on the side of keeping a document because there's no harm in giving your tax professional too much info. They know what they need and don't need. If you have an organizer like I'm talking about, you generally aren't going to give them stuff that's going to raise your rates. So, you know, you want to consider that. Well, yeah, you you definitely want to take in, into account that. I'm glad you brought that up. And, you know, it's better to have everything in order. Uh, you know, you don't want to have that moment of panic when your tax preparer calls and said, Hey, I need this document, but you don't have it anymore. Uh, that's, that's true. That's a nightmare. I've heard stories. In fact, I was talking to a guy earlier today who said he accidentally threw away one of his, um, uh, what was it? 1099. One of the forms. Yeah. A company. Probably a 1099. Yeah. He threw, he accidentally threw one away and forgot about it. And then he got audited because of it, because the IRS said, Hey, we have, you didn't report this. Yeah. Cause the other person is. Yeah. So whoever <laughs> sent you the 1099 also sent it to the IRS. Yep. So they have that information and they they can check it. So you got you really have to watch out for that. Yeah, and keep an eye a close eye if you can on your various numbers, you know, for tax pro, there's probably no worse feeling than when a client walks into an office with an old shoebox full of disorganized <laughs> receipts. Like I said, you know, again, you can you can make it easy on them or hard on them. It depends on what you want next year's tax rate to be. So yeah, uh, exactly. You know, if, if your bookkeeping's a mess too, it's more likely your file your filing might have errors. Yeah, especially if you're doing it, and it's more it's going to just be more timely, and therefore, depending on how your tax professional works for you, it could also be more costly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And I think that's uh, that's important to note. And uh, you currently have uh, an informational tax guide too, right, Matt, that you can share oh, yeah. with so our listeners? We have an organizer for all our clients, but we also have this pretty decent little handout. Uh, if you want this complimentary tax fact sheet, it focuses on the fact that, you know, listen, you don't have a choice if you pay taxes, but you might have a choice about when you pay them. And I think this is a particularly valuable document for those who are getting fairly close to retirement. Well, yeah, and I know you have a lot of resources that you can share with our listeners to help them get on the right track and minimize that tax burden. So how can our listeners get a hold of you to do that? Super simple. As always, you give us a call, 800-339-9252, or contact us through the website, which is compass-ltd.com, and you can request that right in your uh, contact form. All right. Sounds good. 
So, you know, you've been talking about these tax strategies and insights for the new year for 2022. And I, I know you focused on that, but you said you wanted to also talk about some of the things that may raise the interest of the folks at the IRS, things that we need to watch out for uh, that might cause them to want to audit you or get you in trouble with the IRS, right? Yeah, let's talk about that. So Kiplinger, we talk about a lot of articles in there, 23 IRS audit red flags. Now, that science sounds kind of scary that there's 23, uh, especially if you consider that movie that says 23 is one of those weird numbers. But think about this. Uh, you want to make sure, again, IRS agents, they're not bad people. They're doing their job. And if you do make a mistake, there's always a chance to rectify it. Sometimes a letter of explanation is all you need to satisfy the IRS. They're not, again, evil people. They have a particular job to do. But the less you, the less mistakes you make, and of course, the less things you can try, you don't do to try and get around, the better off you're going to be. Now, uh, you were just saying, you know, that like the 1099, the IRS gets copies of 1099s, W-2s uh, that you receive. So it's essential to report all of your taxable income. Now, I was when I was younger, I was a server, and I watched so many of my friends hide as many of their tips as possible. And I get it. You, you, when you're younger and you're living maybe paycheck to paycheck, you don't want to be taxed the heck out of all your tips. I got talked to because I grew up. My parents were in this business. I grew up working at you know bookkeeping and taxing tax part of this when I was younger, and I, I claimed all my tips. And one of my managers said, "You're screwing everything up." here. You know, and I was like, I don't care. I'm not going to get audited. Um, listen, IRS computers are ca capable cross-checking all of your forms with the income that's written on your return. And a mismatch is going to spur the computer to produce a bill that will be mailed to you. So if you receive a 1099 that shows income that isn't yours or that lists incorrect income, make sure the person that sent you that files a corrected form of the IRS. And Again, that's another good reason to look over these forms and to have a pro do it so that they're comparing these things from one year to the other. There is some software that helps you do that. So if you can save money there and it's picking those things up, great. Uh, finally, report all income sources on your 1040. Whether or not you receive a 1099 or similar form, income you generate by doing things like driving for Uber, giving lessons, or selling crafts online, it's technically all taxable. So the less you try and get away with, the less you're going to get in trouble for Right. And th that's something you definitely want to avoid. These red flags, uh, things that red flag the IRS to, to pay attention to you. You don't want their attention. No, you, you don't need. It. No, you want them to do their job and catch the people who are trying to get away. with Yes. This. Again, we like we like roads. We like schools. Yes. I think, you know, uh, so uh, but we want to pay anyway. our fair share, but yet minimize our tax burden. And you don't want to hide any income from the IRS because likely uh, sooner or later they're going to find out about it. And that's not a lesson you want to learn the hard way, right? No, no, it is not. It is. Listen, it's one. It's unethical. I get it. There are things and they create loopholes. And so uh, if there's a loophole that's a legal loophole, if it's technically a loophole, that's fine if you're doing something legal. And it's it's only a loophole to people who aren't using it. They think it's something people are getting away with, you know, not having claimable income and not paying it. That's really the bigger loophole. Um, and I get it. Generally, people who are working that hard, in addition to their normal jobs and have these other things, they're probably working hard to try and get ahead. And it's it, it hurts to pay taxes sometimes, but you're going to pay them. And it it's not an if. 
So uh, you can roll the dice. I, that's not how I like to run my tax life. That's not how we run our tax pra- our practice. That's not how we deal with our tax approach. Um, but, you know, so yeah, report your income. Don't try and get away with stuff. Next, be aware that the more income you make, the more likely it is that you'll be audited. Now, the fact is for most everyday Americans, the risk of being audited is low. But as your income rises, so do your odds of being audited. Now, there's a lot of reasons for that. Again, sometimes you qualify for different things. They're not always used properly by some tax professionals or they're exploited by other people. Uh, according to that article from Kiplinger, the IRS has a high wealth exam squad that focuses exclusively on the super rich. They audit the people's 1040 returns as well as the returns for entities they control both in the United States and overseas. They generally leave government employees alone or just do it years later when it no longer matters. But they will get the super wealthy stuff in their hands. And currently, President Joe Biden is pushing for more high in, higher income filers to get audited. He wants Congress to give the IRS a billion dollars over 10 years so it can enhance enforcement efforts against wealthy people, large corporations, pass through entities like partnerships, LLCs. And you could probably save that money and just make the tax code easier. But whatever, everybody's got a different approach. Uh, it's anyone's guess as to whether Biden is proposing uh, it, it, whether it'll be a reality or not, but this much is clear. If you're a high earner, make sure you're keeping a very close watch on how your taxes are filed. Don't cut corners because in the end, doing so just isn't worth the risk. It, it, we've seen this movie before. The bad guy ends up paying. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, that is true. But, you, you know, it's a, it's a hassle for anyone, uh, even if it's a simple mistake. You want to avoid that that stuff. And, you know, again, don't try to hide anything from the IRS, but uh, that's why we're always urging people to work closely with a trusted financial services professional like yourself. I know this is something you and Gretchen do for your clients. And it's, I think it's something that is really important, especially for high income people when it comes to taxes. Oh yeah. And well, here's, here's another reason, especially for high income, another uh, IRS red flag claiming higher than average deductions, losses, or credits, especially, especially if the deductions, losses, or credits on your return are unusually large when compared to your income. The IRS may take a much closer look at your return. Um, you don't uh, how about claiming a large loss from something like, say, the sale of a rental property or other investments can also give the IRS pause. But if you have the correct documents proving your deductions, losses, credits. You should claim them. It's not to say that you can't claim them, but make sure it's right. If you've been trying to get away with stuff because you had a rental property, you're probably going to get caught. If you've been doing things right and you can prove your deductions, good for you. Nobody should ever feel like they have to pay more to the IRS than what they actually owe. So, yeah, you don't have to give them a, a, a interest-free loan, but it's going to catch up with you or probably someone else in your family if you try and get away with something. Right. Yeah, you don't want to try to get a, get away with anything. You want to pay your fair share, yet you don't want to pay more than you owe. You just mm-hmm. want to pay what you owe, and that's logical and fair, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, the next thing, too, it, this could get you in the hot water, is taking large charitable deductions. And this is generally another higher net worth situation. Charitable contributions not only help our communities and the causes we care about. I'm all for charitable contributions. And they're also good write-offs. But if the donations are strangely large when compared to your overall income, 
the IRS is probably going to notice. Uh, it's, it's, well, we'll talk, we don't have to talk about art and NFTs and how that may affect taxes, but um, the IRS knows what the average charitable donation is for people at your income level. So additionally, if you don't get an official appraisal for property donations or if you neglect to file IRS form 8283, that's one of those ones you might want to hit pause and rewind on for cash, uh, non-cash donations, sorry, rather than $500, you could become an even larger audit target. And finally, hang on to your various supporting documents like receipts for cash and property contributions so you have them for backup. Right. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's uh, really important as well. Uh, this is why we're going through this stuff. It's important. Uh, people kind of cringe when <laughs> we said, oh, we're <laughs> going to talk about taxes today. But uh, important to know. I mean, and when it comes to things like receipts and other documents, when in doubt, you should probably just hang on to them, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Always a good idea. And, you know, a good, really another good idea, scan them. So many receipts, oh, I don't yeah. know if you noticed this because of printers now, like the heat generated printers, the the writing just goes away. Yeah, they don't last. They fade so quickly. Or if they ever happen to get wet, boom, that you won't be able it's to read gone. them. Or yeah. if you leave them in the car and the car gets hot, they they turn completely black. Yeah. So. Handy. Yeah. Scan them. <laughs> scan your receipts. Put them. Put Why them would they put it on file? magic paper that just when exposed to light turns black? <laughs> It's like, why I would you use invisible ink on a receipt? Are you trying to hide something? <laughs> here's I mean, your receipt. Crazy, wow, right? it's perfectly clear now. I get home. Uh, I go, here's the, re wait, why is the ink disappearing? Where did this tissue come from? <laughs> that I haven't, yeah, there's no writing on it anymore. Um, uh, yeah, so if, if you get a chance, scan them. Take a picture of them on your phone. Use an app that organizes it for you. Uh, there's so many things that you can do to make it easier than just having them scattered everywhere. And then if you are saving them for backup and you, it's on this other paper and you haven't scanned them, it's very well they're going to be uh, gone in five years. You're not going to be able to read a word on them. So they're not going to be great backup for you. Um, again, we were talking about uh, you, you don't want to be on the bad side of the IRS because you tried to get away with things. And you can reach out for this tax sheet. Uh, it's easy. You get call us or, or get on the website. Uh, again, it's not if it's about when you pay them this, I think this guide is really good for people nearing the end of their working years. Um, but you can call or, or go to the website to grab that. Uh, I do want to, I do one other red flag I want to talk about real quick, running a business. It's often a way to gain the attention of the IRS. And again, be honest about it and you have nothing to worry about. Uh, but Schedule C, it's it's rich with good tax deductions for the self-employed. It's also an easy target for IRS agents on the lookout for people claiming excessive deductions or not claiming all of their income. The IRS is likely to look at both higher grossing sole proprietorships and smaller ones. You know, sole proprietorships reporting at least $100,000 of gross receipts on Schedule C and that are cash intensive businesses like a restaurant or bar. Those are particularly likely to be audited and business owners who report significant losses on Schedule C, particularly if they can be offset entirely or in part by other reported income like wages, are also at a greater risk for an audit. Well, yeah, and you don't, <laughs> and that's what you don't want. Yeah, you don't want to put yourself at greater risk for an audit. And this has been a great discussion, but um, I know you have more. What's the next potential red flag? Um, Listen, even the IRS can make a mistake from time to time. So if you what? know right no. is on your side, 
What's that? No. <laughs> I thought you had said something about me. <laughs> you, well, you especially would never make a mistake. I mean, that's. Well, listen, if you know right is on your side, if you've done the right thing and you have the documents to back yourself up, by all means, fight them. And sometimes the fight isn't all that hard. We often, you know, there, there are mistakes and we'll write a letter of explanation to the IRS on behalf of people. And sometimes that's all it takes. Um, but. Don't try and pull one over on them because they will always find out. Uh, rental losses, that's the next way to end up in the bullseye with a bullseye in your back, the IRS. Uh, passive loss rules generally prevent the deduction of rental losses. There's two exceptions. First, if you actively participate in renting out your property, you can claim as much as $25,000 of loss against your other income. Oh, wow. Now, it phases out as your AGI reaches 100 and it's gone by 150000 but Second, there's an exemption though for real estate professionals who spend more than 50% of their working hours and more than 750 hours annually materially, materially participating in real estate as developers, uh, brokers, landlords, similar things like that allow them to write off losses. But be aware because the IRS is known to be particularly aggressive when it comes to closely analyzing big rental real estate losses, particularly when they're written off by people claiming to be real estate professionals. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's a complicated one. You, you, you can get in the weeds there a little bit, but the, the people I know who are in the rental business rely heavily on a tax expert or a, sometimes a team with a tax expert and their financial services professional. Uh, so if any of our listeners out there are maybe pondering getting into the rental game or are in it, you want to be working with uh, a tax expert and a financial professional like yourself. Absolutely. Uh, we, want, we want one more here, Tony? Yeah, give us one more. Um, report, reporting multiple years of losses on Schedule C on Form 1040 for an activity that sounds like a hobby while also having significant income from other sources. IRS is on the lookout for filers. Year after year, they report large losses from hobbies to try and help offset income like wages or business or investment yep. earnings, you know, to properly deduct a loss, you have to be running the activity like a business and have reasonable expectations of making profits. Yeah. Well there I'm out. And yeah, <laughs> and there's a lot of, there's a lot of businesses that have reasonable expectations of making profits <laughs> yeah. and yeah. don't. And then there's, you know, plenty of businesses that yeah. don't have reasonable expectations of profits, but people get into them anyway. Yeah. True. True. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, that's that is true. I think a lot of people are doing that. So uh, this has been a great show, uh, but we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, last thing again, the the tax sheet we're talking about that it covers one critical question: pay now or pay later. You know, there's all sorts of savings tools: four hundred one ks, Roths, IRAs. Um, you pay not where you pay. Some taxes now. Uh, other require savings tools like traditional 401ks, traditional IRAs outside of the Roth sphere. You may be able to pay the taxes later. I may have not said uh, Roth on all of those on the first part of that. Uh, our, our tax fact sheet shows several of your potential options under both the pay now and pay later umbrellas. Contact the office, get your complimentary tax sheet. And we can also sit down and have a complimentary consultation if you want. There's no cost. There's no obligation. We're not going to try and sell you anything. Uh, we're going to talk about how you put a plan together so that you have a lifelong tax plan as well. Um, it's super simple to do. Give us a call, 800-339-9252, or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. 
All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brenner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.